Hello, my friends, and welcome to Running on Empty. I am your host, Cameron Popes, alongside my co-host, Patrick Dealey. How are we doing, Pat? Uh, fellas, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. We, uh, we have a great interview today for y'all. Um, on top of that, I had myself a, just a hell of a weekend. Uh, got out of some, got out of a few debts. Uh, hit a 17 parlay out from the clouds. Big weekend. 17 parlay, five dollars to win. What? What was the total? Uh, it was five to win four four fifty seven. Five dollars to win four fifty seven. Little seventeen parlay. <laughs> I love it. What you had? What football? Basketball, college, and NBA. What was? Uh, it was just college basketball. Just college basketball. Holy cow! This guy. That's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty solid bet. It's a pretty good weekend. Um, so we're obviously filming first half here of the Panthers Saints game. It is seven to six. Which if you told me that before the game started, I would obviously be very ecstatic that the Panthers are winning. But the man, Panthers are playing bad. What the hell was Cam Newton doing oh. at the end of the uh, first half? Threw a nice little pick. I'm convinced he's actually injured. He's- no, I mean, he for sure is. We didn't go into it with uh, with our Panthers player uh, on the interview. Our, yeah, uh, Reggie Bonifon, obviously. You know, it's our first interview with him. He, We're hoping he becomes a real good friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, he, he's already he's, – he's our best friend. He's the best friend of the podcast. Yeah, right he's now. great. It was actually a great interview, great talking to him. Um, but we didn't go into uh, – we just kind of went again. We're focusing on the an athlete's, like, grind to get to the top. Just like this podcast is grinding to get to the top. And it will. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> but uh, so we're waiting for that to happen. Uh, um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we focus on just how his life has changed and how he had to change and progress. And it's really incredible. Yeah, it's a really good story. It really, uh, just a little bit longer interview than the first one we had. Uh, it was about 20 minutes. We but, could talk to him for an hour. I mean, yeah, it was it was going like, dang, we didn't realize we were talking for 20 minutes. Like, and I was like, I was yeah, like, we yeah, actually, like, yeah, we were in trouble. He let us know. He was like with his family in a mall or something like that. Like, dude, we'll let you get back to your family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for taking um, your time, but I appreciate but, it. So before we get to the interview, uh, you know, Let's just talk about the weekend that was, man. Also, this is uh, our Monday Night Bets, obviously. Oh, of course. Wait, we uh, well, um, with the Panthers player, we both took Panthers money line. Obviously. Of course. Plus 220 is what I got it mm-hmm. at. Very exciting. Also took plus three first half, which I already hit. Pretty exciting stuff. Pretty also stuff. took plus six and Panthers team total over 22 and a half. So <laughs> I'm ready to get my heart broken <laughs> in the second half. Very, very excited but, uh, for that. So anyway, just a little quick recap of the NFL. You know, crazy things. The Patriots are dead. They're dead. Patriots are not dead, but they are definitely definitely look a little bit different than you know normal Patriots end of uh, in the, December. The That's Patriots for sure. are struggling. Um, Steelers got it back on their. You know, I think the Steelers. The Steelers could be a Super Bowl team. I, the only thing that scares me is Brian uh, Chris Boswell. Yeah, he's been a disaster. You have, to, you have to have a kicker. You yeah. have to have a kicker as, as like. As futile and uh, trivial as it may seem, a kicker is just so outrageously impo- important. Like, if he doesn't make that one field goal, like... Yeah, that, at the end, it was right yeah. at the end. It was... Uh, was that end of half, though, I think? Uh, no, they made, he made one in the final drive before they passed oh, it over yeah, to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. That right, was right, a really right, right. big field goal. But at least they don't, like, pay him a lot of money or, like, he's on, like, a big contract or anything. At least they can get, <laughs> get room after this he's year cheap. and not... Pro, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you didn't know, he just got signed this year. Like too. $16 million a huge contract for a kicker, which is incredible. But that was yeah, that was obviously a big game. And then Sunday Night Football, uh, Eagles with Bill, with Nick Foles going all the way to L.A. And I mean, it's shocking the world again. He's been – that's what he's known for. He goes in there late in the season. Or I mean, that's what I thought. Starts winning honest. games. I, I thought that – you know, a lot of times people talk about how history repeats itself – 
And I thought this would be a perfect scenario. I mean, the cards lined up too perfectly to what they did last year. Like, they were an underdog. They lose Carson Wentz. They think all hope is lost. They're Super Bowl champions. They're sucking, so they're starting to become an underdog again. Right. And then Carson Wentz, again injured. They said that he's, like, day, week to week. He's not playing for the no, rest it, of the year. It'd be dumb there to play. zero chance he plays the rest of the year. And Nick Foles just might do it again. I mean, the Eagles just look like a different team with Nick Foles. I mean, he goes in there. They have like their defense has a little like spark about it. Alshon Jeffrey's uh, back. Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, like they were talking about on Sunday Night Football. If you watch the game, I don't really want to repeat it. But they, uh, Carson Wentz loves Zach Ertz. And they threw the ball to him all the time. And then Nick Foles goes in there and loves Alshon. So they're kind of focused on that. I think it's going to be good if they can kind of both get a nice little mix and be a little half and half with that. But that could be a team that's dangerous. I mean, they play – did they play the Cowboys again? I'm not sure, actually. No, they play the Redskins on Week 17 and Week 16. They play the Texans. That's right. Okay, so two really big games. That's going to be an exciting game next week um, for the for the Eagles with Nick Foles. They, they, uh, Adam Schefter said they're going with Nick Foles, which is just a complete shocker. I was I mean, like, yeah. who, who would have thought that? But So that was great stuff. Uh, pretty big weekend in the NFL, obviously. What else? Anything happened in the NBA? In the NBA or? Uh, NBA, nothing too big. Nothing I don't care, honestly. Lonzo Ball and LeBron had both had triple doubles Saturday That's night. That's true. That's a good point. That was the first time since uh, Magic and uh, Kareem? Uh, sure. Yes, well, we'll yes. Sh- it was Magic. It was in 1982. Was I'll just Magic say your stats correct. Um, so looking good there. And then, obviously, a little NHL uh, for the weekend. Caps oh, yeah. still win. Ovechkin is on pace if he keeps up 30 goals a year uh, for the next six years to break Wayne Gretzky's record for most goals in a career. Which is pretty incredible. Everyone's, I mean, obviously Ovechkin's had a great career, but there's been a lot of talking crap about his career so far, up until last year. And this weekend, he had three games, had a hat-trick, hat-trick, and then Sunday night he had one goal. So he obviously had a pretty big weekend scoring seven I mean, goals in the last three games. That's incredible. So he's been, uh, you know, he's 33 years old and still playing playing out of his mind. So, uh, uh, breaking news, the Saints just lost their starting center. Yeah, it doesn't look good either, but it's okay. That's a pretty big deal. Um you know, in hindsight, we probably should have had Reggie before the game. Well, we had it before the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> we probably should have given him to the people before the game. Right. But now you can just see afterward. Right. So, like, it's just like... And we, I mean, we talk about the game, what we expect of Monday Night Football. Right. But I mean, yeah, mainly it's about Reggie on his come up and right. what his... And, like, Reggie's not playing right now. He's a practice squad player, so he... Uh, he what his day-to-day life is for him and right. what practice is like and... You know, getting to know the players, talks about McCaffrey, which is pretty cool. And so I'm really excited to kind of see um, his growth as a player. And I, I really think he can be a versatile player for the Carolina Panthers in the future. And hope he sticks with the Panthers. Obviously, they're my favorite team. But I think it'd be pretty cool if he uh, gets some good playing time into this year or next year. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, if he gets called up. So if he gets called up. So, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy the interview. We'll kind of get you guys right to that because it's uh, – I really enjoyed it. Like I said, we kind of talked for 20 minutes there. Didn't realize it was 20 minutes. Dude's a great guy. I look to have him back on the podcast. Also, the second half is starting and Popes is rushing us off the podcast. I'm getting really antsy here. Uh, I'm just really excited for Cam to rip my heart out again. No, I think Panthers come back here and uh, let's just hope it's a, a good second half. Hopefully Cam can throw the ball over 10 yards. That's not intercepted. So we'll see what happens here. Cam Hopefully Newton. we're in a really good mood at the end of the podcast. It'd be great. Um, go Thurs. Keep pounding. Yeah, it is. And, uh, get the slogans out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, all right. Hope you guys enjoy the uh, interview with Reggie Bonifano.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the program today, we have uh, Trinity High School legend in the football industry. Uh, go, went to U of L, got Notre da uh, beat Notre Dame his freshman year, and now he's made it uh, onto the squad of uh, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Reggie Bonifon. What's up, Reggie? All right, Reg. Uh, let's just uh, let's start from the very beginning, man. You went to Trinity and you expected to play quarterback. But obviously, uh, we had a Travis back then, and he was uh, he was a starter. So you moved to receiver. Was that an easy transition, just off the off the jump? Definitely not. <laughs> 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 like when, uh, the hardest seasons I've ever had to go through. Honestly, uh, I remember I had to sit out like I think two or three games. Just my body wasn't used to uh, training like that, running like that. So I had like back issues. I think I had to sit out. Uh, we played elder at home. I didn't play. My back was so like messed up from back spasms and stuff like that. But um, each game, I just got better, man. Uh, I'm obviously athletic enough to play a couple of different positions. So uh, I just kept listening to the coaches and uh, practicing the techniques that they were doing and then going home and going, doing extra work. And uh, safe to say, it paid off. Right. So our senior year, you did play quarterback. And then you recruited to uh, Louisville. Was it Louisville, like, all the way for you? Uh, I would say fairly early. Um, just uh, when Charlie Strong was there, it was, it was definitely a done deal. I think they offered me my junior year, actually, when I was playing receiver. Okay. They offered me as a quarterback because uh, mm. I used to go to the camps and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, honestly, I've been, I have been committed to Louisville for quite some time and then. Unfortunately, uh, Charlie Strong went to Texas, and uh, Coach Petrino came, and it was it was just so it was, it was so close to signing day, and it started to become so stressful. Right. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna stay here. Where else? Most, most of. Where else were you looking besides uh, Louisville? Like, what other schools were recruiting you pretty hard through the whole recruiting process? Uh, Consider going to Texas when Charlie Strong went there. It was like him, him yeah, leaving yeah. Louisville and going to Texas. Was that kind of like, um, do I want to go to Texas now? Was that kind of yeah, a big thing? That, that, was, that was my mom too. It was like the decided factor. It just became kind of a weird situation for me because like uh, a week ago, like a week prior, my quarterback coach at Louisville was wearing obviously Louisville's uh, attire, right? Sweatsuit, whatever. And then uh, the coaching change happened. Literally the next week, he came back to my same house and was in Texas burnt orange. Mm -hmm. so, That's weird. Yeah, it, was yeah. a little, it was a little <laughs> weird, especially with guys being 18 and uh, a lot of people pulling pulling you different directions and wanting you to go different places. So it got to a point, I remember my dad was telling me I needed to make a decision. And yeah. I went back to my room for like 10 minutes and came back out. And I was like, yep, we should know what I'm saying. So that was, that was it. 
Well, I was definitely, I was definitely like, I was psyched when you decided to go to Louisville. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, like, you go to Louisville your freshman year, and we had kind of like a, a, a the vacuum at quarterback. I think Kyle Bolin was like messing around there for a little bit, but you eventually get the starting job, and you had sure you had some growing pains. You were a freshman starting at D one ACC or maybe it was still AC. I don't know, whatever. But um, you go to Notre Dame and you get a win in South Bend. How was that? Man, uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, like, it was, it was just not a ball game to me. I, it, a lot of people around me made it a bigger deal than what I was in. Oh, man. That was, it was a huge win. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's why I was so successful because I wasn't thinking about it being at Notre Dame and uh, me being one of the only two freshmen to go in there as a true freshman to come out with a, with a win and history of the program. So um, it, it's cool now because that's what people, a lot of people remember me as uh, playing at Louisville. But uh, it was cool, man. That was probably one of the best experiences I had playing college football, for sure. And it was even better. I was still playing quarterback at the time. Led a team, had a good game. So um, that's definitely something I'm always going to remember, man. And it seems like the longer the, the, the older it gets, the more the years go past, go past, the more people uh, talk about it. That's awesome. Other than playing at uh, at Louisville, is playing at Notre Dame one of the coolest like game day experiences? How how awesome is that stadium as like a visitor? Uh, it was cool, man. It, it was just so much history there. You know, uh, even watching movies like Rudy and walking past that. He was offsides. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it's, a, it's a funny story a lot of people don't know but literally that hotel we stayed in before that game is probably the worst one I ever stayed in and you stopped that sucks kinda, I was kind of peed off the whole night before because we were literally staying in like a Motel 6 <laughs> like an hour away from South Bend so uh, I kind of took my frustration out on them yeah no doubt <laughs> No doubt. Well, then after your freshman year, uh, we have a quarterback that comes to Louisville that a few people haven't really heard of, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, some, some guy, some guy, Lamar. Some, he just, he just picks up a pigskin, man. Um, did you know? Did you know when you saw him when he comes on campus? When he came on campus, you're like, "Fuck, dude, this guy's gonna take my job." Uh, I, I mean, me, me being a competitor, I never got to that point, but I knew he was special. I would say that. Oh, yeah, no uh, doubt. Some of the workouts, I remember it was like the far hash, we were in far hash, the receivers wound up running out routes. And it's probably like one of the hardest throws to throw. And he literally drops back, no mechanics, and just swings it. Just drops it in a dive, <laughs> in a bucket. Yeah, this is before you know, mm -hmm. can run the way you can and stuff like that. It was just based off his pure arm strength. Obviously, from that point on, Lamar 
goes to quarterback, and then you move from receiver, which you've already done. You had a little bit of experience, but then you go to like a pretty physical position, a receiver, to just like straight bruiser at running back. Like, what is that all about? Uh, honestly, man, it's mental, bro. <laughs> like, that's the only way I can. That's the only way I can put it. Honestly, I mean, uh, a lot of guys get fixated on certain positions and thinking that uh, you know, that's the only one they're supposed to play. Like they're having sense to play this certain position. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I just wasn't ready. Ready like that, like growing up. You just wanted to spot. I love that. Yeah, I played everything. So, uh, you know, I just like playing football, bro. No so doubt. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what position. I can play defense, offense, uh, special teams. Like, my first position I ever played growing up was uh, tight end and defensive end. So, <laughs> that's just what you know. I'm, I'm you can do it all. Every angle, <clears throat> yeah, every perspective of the field, you can't. Uh, so Patino, uh, Petrino's on record as saying that you were like the most athletic kid on the team, which I know that I texted you one time. I was like, Hey man, what do you think? I, I'm, uh, I'm, what is that called? Uh, I'm, I'm power cleaning 225. That's pretty good. And you text me back. You're like, bro, I did that 20 times as a warm up. I was like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's cool, man. I, I, I appreciate the advice. Just completely that's showed up my spot. Um, but so you uh, did you go to the combine or did you just do pro day? Yeah, I just did the uh, pro day. Unfortunately, uh, it was just something that I could add to put you know some of my shoulder add a chip to my shoulder, but uh, I didn't get a um, combine invite, so it just allowed me more time to you know continue to train. So once the pro day came along, it was a it was a show. Right. So. Um... I think like the initial thought going into draft day was you probably weren't going to get drafted because you were you were an athlete. I mean, it's it's weird like just kind of being like a floater, like a almost like a positionless uh, positionless player. It's kind of a weird spot in the NFL. But obviously, you're a freaking you're a freak, man. Like you you just you're so strong and huge and like just you make plays. So I figured you were going to find somewhere in the NFL. How was that kind of like? pre-draft and then after draft while you're an undrafted free agent what's that process like trying to get a spot on a team um honestly man it wasn't um wasn't too too crazy honestly like uh i went on a couple of visits um last visit i went to was the pittsburgh civics um sat in meetings with uh, their gm and mike tomlin things like that and uh from what it had sounded like it was i had potential of getting drafted um, but, uh, you know, when Japan came, watched every single pick. No doubt. Mm. Uh, yeah, it just didn't, my name never came. And, uh, I just had to make a decision. I was like, man, if I get the opportunity, get the chance, I got to make the most of it, obviously. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. But I was pretty optimistic through it all. I mean, mm-hmm. there's guys like Kurt Warner that Hall of Famers that were undrafted. So yeah, absolutely. Really yeah, it's really what you make it, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'll say it. Future Hall of Fame. Yeah. Reggie Bonifant. <laughs> um, all right, so going in, now, now, we're, now we're at the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think Cam has, like, some serious questions uh, he's going to ask. Um, it's a little uh, all over the place. Kind of going back to that draft day, though. How long of a wait was it before the Panthers contacted you and said, hey, man, we want to bring you in as a prize squad player and see, see what you got preseason and all that and see if you can make the 53-man roster? It's all a question. I'd almost, uh, so to say, committed to playing with them or going to camp 
with the Panthers before the last pick was even there. Really? Uh, before the draft was over. But yeah, so they, these guys are there. They're ahead of the ball when it comes to stuff like that. So, like, the Chargers, the Panthers, all these guys, you know, trying to get in touch with me. And uh, um, talking to my agent and stuff, the Panthers are definitely uh, seem the most realistic fit for me. And I just went with it, man. It's worked out for me. So. That's awesome. That's great. How many times uh, – I know Joe Webb was a pretty versatile player there at Carolina. How much? How often do you get compared to him, or do you ever get compared to Joe Webb? Yeah, actually, uh, his name's come up quite a bit. Um, from time to time, I think he's, he's a lot bigger than me. But mm. uh, as far as the athletic abilities and things like that, uh, they, they they say it from time to time. I never got a chance to meet him. I would love it. I would love to meet him. Right. Sounds like a good player. I'm sure, I've seen him on film. Yeah. Uh, from time to time as well. But uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good names. I mean, compared to a guy that's making money in the league. Right. It's not a bad roster. I mean, that's not a bad, not a bad gig. No, not at all. <laughs> So kind of going through the whole process after that, you got a preseason game. Um, you actually played pretty well in the preseason. I think that's probably why you got a spot. But uh, that last game, you scored your first touchdown. What's it like scoring your first touchdown in the NFL? Man, it, it, even, 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 to, like, even today, like when I go to the stadium, we play tonight, Monday night football. Right. Every day is just like, man. <laughs> like, cause uh, Patrick talking about me and him talking about hand cleaning. It, it seems like the other day just goes past so fast. So I never try to take it for granted for sure. I always try to appreciate it. Know how far I've came. Know the situations I've been through. Cause a lot of people have put in my same predicaments probably wouldn't have made it this far. So I'm very just grateful, honestly, man. Cause I know it could have been a lot different. Right. Uh, just by <clears> a couple of changes, a series of events. That's awesome. That's really great. So I know you got uh, like you said, big game tonight, Monday Night Football. What's uh, what's a normal day like? I know you're um, don't know if you get suited up for the game tonight, but what's a normal day like for you, especially on a game day? Game day. Uh, well, we we play at eight fifteen today, so actually, I'm uh, I have family come in just in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Just in the holidays and stuff, so I'm actually at the mall with uh, my cousin as we speak, but. <laughs> Uh, we uh, I know it's just chill, man. Like uh, I don't, I don't have to be to the stadium until six o'clock. So uh, yesterday started off at eight o'clock. We had night meetings uh, at the team hotel. Um, go, I go home, hang out, chill with my family. Um, today I had meetings earlier in the day. They leave around. They can leave the hotel around twelve one, and then uh. you go and uh, get back with your family man uh what's it like competing with uh like christian like the likes of christian mccaffrey man it's uh it's crazy man because honestly growing up playing ball especially my 
my later years in Louisville, I started, you know, my coaches always would tell me they would want to use the Mike McCaffrey because he's had one of the best college football seasons ever recorded right. as far as versatility is concerned and things like that. So it was always a, a guy that I was kind of compared to or spoke with in the same sense with. And, uh, you know, once we got, once I got here, our relationship just grown so much, and now it's to the point to where, you know, we're real good friends. We're a lot of lockers than next to each other. You know, we're just homies, man. He's just actually the same age as us. Right, uh, yeah, it's weird. Older than him. <clears throat> yeah, I'm older than him, but he's been in the league a, a year more than me. So it's like we both have things that we can help each other with. You know, he's a real humble guy, works hard. So I, I can't say enough about the guy, honestly. He's a, he's a good dude, man. That's great. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, this is just going to be yeah, like one of my last ones, man. Obviously, uh, the Panthers started out just super hot, going out 6-2, and then uh, recently you know, there's been a little stumble. Um, what, what does that do in the locker room, and how do y'all, how do y'all fight that? Yeah. Uh, you know, me being in the situation I'm in, I, I tell people, because a lot of people don't know what practice squad is, so the best way that I can describe it, I never ran certain in college, but I saw people that did. And that's exactly what it is. Like, it's just a red shirt here, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, now we got time to sit back and uh, see things from a different perspective, but up close. And honestly, it's just about a matter of a. Uh, it's, it's really like a maritime, man. It's like every 17 games. Right. That's a long time. <clears throat> that's a long time. Like, I've never, never played this many games. Right, right. Ever. So, now that I'm seeing, like you're saying, the beginning of the year, we were high, da da da. Things really haven't changed. It's just a matter of uh, just staying consistent, man. Like, you no, know, obviously we're not too many things have changed in the past couple of weeks or months. But it's just about staying consistency, keeping the consistency about you know attention uh, to details and things like that. So uh, yeah, man, it's, I think that's what really makes professional sports what it is. It's just how long you have to play, how consistent you have to be each and every week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's all. Yeah. <clears throat> that's all, uh... all right, man. Well, I mean, that's all we, we about got, man. I appreciate your time, Reg. Oh, no problem, man. Hey, you guys got a good thing going, man. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when you hit me up, I'm damn proud of you guys, too, man. Because you got to take a leap of faith even start something like this, man. I, hopefully, uh, this offseason, I might get something rolling, man. Y'all can be my first. Hey, hey there we go. That'll be yeah, awesome. Man. On my show, so you never know. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll have to do this again. In, we'll have to do this again in person. And uh, me and me and my buddy Cam, we'll go to a game. And uh, oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh, what do you think? Uh, sure. You got any score predictions for tonight? <laughs> hey, honestly, this, this is a little thing about me. I really don't. I'm not too big of a. I would say fan. Like about, are you saying our, our, our score or? Yeah, oh yeah, today. Tonight's game, yeah. Today? Yeah. I mean, as long as we have one more point to them, that's all that matters. Hard uh, foul. <laughs> I, I, I can say uh, uh, a certain score, that's how we get a win, man. So, yeah, I like uh, that. I like that. Swamp. Yeah, so, you know, if it's three seconds left, we kick still go. We have about one. No, that's, that's a dub. There we go. <laughs> that's all. There we go. Yeah, well, I tell you what. Uh, you going back to Louisville uh, after the after season? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be back uh, eventually, man. Um, probably gonna take some time to finally just relax, man. It's yeah, no been doubt. Been a whirlwind for these past couple of months. Uh, just not being certain about this situation, just having that 
keep my head down and continue to grind. So, um, yeah, I'll probably be back and forth uh, throughout the off season, and then the closer it gets to the season, I'll probably be more back at home to see your family and stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't man. been able to see it in a while. So we're definitely going to wake up, man. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Happy to see you guys. All right, buddy. Well, this was awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Reggie. Oh, man, no problem, man. Just, uh, yeah, see me in the week whenever it comes up, man. I'll be, I'll be happy to listen to it and, and put it out on Instagram. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have an Instagram right now, but uh, Twitter and uh, get it moving, man. Get, get the same button. <laughs> oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, buddy. You got some more listeners. Yeah, sure, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys, man. All you right. have a good one. Yeah, you sure, too. Thank you. Bye. Because you had a bad day. You take a one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. You say you don't know. You tell me don't lie. You work at a smile and you go for a ride. You had a bad day. You count on the night. You come back down. Let's call it. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome back to Running on Empty with Pat and Cam. Um, unfortunately, hope you enjoyed the interview. Let's go there. Let's go there. But uh, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers could not get it done tonight against the Saints, and they have almost eliminated themselves from playoff. No, they're contention. done. They eliminate. Okay. They eliminate themselves. They are from done. Cam Newton looks hurt, and uh, we're. Just, I'm just going to introduce this. Uh, Mopey Minute by a man wearing another adult man's jersey with a name on his back. His hair is frazzled. <laughs> I am frazzled. He's frazzled. He's upset. And uh, Cameron, just just talk to the people about how you're feeling. Um, I just really want to tell on my, tell myself November fourth. I think was a date. <laughs> Panthers were six and two. I convinced myself that Cam Newton was like gonna win the MVP. Panthers were gonna win the Super Bowl. And they've lost six straight since. Carolina played the best game on defense. I've seen them play in three years. Wasn't enough. Cam Newton can't throw the ball over 30 yards. And he did it one time, and it was a pick. It was ugly. It was very ugly. I mean, they played a terrible game. Cam Newton, if Cam Newton's hurt, he should not be playing the game. I'm getting fired up. Cam Newton should not not be playing the game if he can't throw the ball over 30 yards. They literally just do check down routes to uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Christian McCaffrey the entire game. I mean, it's... They're the most predictable team on offense, and it's frustrating to watch. That was a terrible football game from the offense standpoint. And I mean, Jason Witten obviously said, "Like, oh, this team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs." Well, no shit. They lost six in a row, and they can't complete a pass over fifteen yards. And then, bet you think make things even better. Cam Newton in the press conference, uh, post game press conference says, and I quote. This is the best I felt in my entire career. <laughs> like, you're just lying, dude. You just stop. Stop <laughs> lying to me. Stop towing my, my heart and breaking me back. But with that being said, they still have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. So <laughs> I'm going to go through this cycle I do it every week where I get really <laughs> upset on Sunday. And then come like Friday, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the numbers. Like, are right, this team needs to lose? Like, that could happen. And then, you know, by next podcast, I'll be totally spin zone around, be ready to rock and roll for that. So. <sighs> That is how I feel about the Carolina Panthers. Breaking. But that being said, Luke Kuechly is the best linebacker in the NFL. As he's wearing his jersey. I love Luke Kuechly. <laughs> but I'm sad. Uh, oh, I've been going to that. Uh, we're going to talk about our new segment. This is going to be a Monday night segment. The okay. disappointments of the mic'd up man. 
It's terrible. Like, they mic'd up Luke Keekly and, and Pope's exact. You should have seen it. He's like a, like a little kid in uh, in Christmas under the tree looking. He's like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Luke is going to say something so cool. He says like, let's go. And then he grunts a little bit like, yeah. ugh. Mm-hmm. It's still like Pat's over there like, listen to him on his phone or his computer or something like that. I'm like, Pat, turn it down, turn it down. Like, they're going to have mic'd up Luke Keekly. Luke about to come on. And he like yells like, oh, TD, go here. And it's like, all right. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was really cool. And then it was like, <clears throat> he's like, oh. Inside zone, inside zone, and it's like, oh, great, you called it inside zone, but then they broke it for 40 yards. Like, they knew the play, but they didn't stop it. But, I mean, yeah, the Monday Night Football mic'd up is pretty terrible, honestly. It's really, gets you really excited and just lets you down every week, kind of like the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the last time uh, the Panthers won a game, Hugh Jackson was the head coach. Hugh Jackson was the head coach, <laughs> and that was the week of Nick Mullins beating the, I forget what they the Raiders. Yeah, and they, yeah. And I mean, that was everyone thought the Ford Adams were kind of gonna do something. So, a lot has changed since then. <laughs> since then. Yes, yes, a it lot has. has changed. Um, one of those things that has changed is Carolina Panthers are dead. They were alive. You were you you were hired. Than- <clears throat> that was hard. No, I convinced myself watching the pregame show with the whole. You know, they were in the black uniforms. We interviewed a Carolina Panther day. I, I mean, we feeling, had it all going on. The Carol, like everything I was, was feeling giddy, awkward, and then it, it just crashes down. All right, but just, just real quick, down. I just want to say, like, I just thank you so much for uh, Reggie Bonifant for coming on. Um, he's not gonna, he's not gonna say it, but some people might say we are best friends. I um, think people are saying that. That's what I've heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, just going off that, um, Louisville, Louisville's back, baby. College basketball college bas- is back. College basketball is back. And so, just look, real quick, Louisville is very good this year. Not, no, well, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna tamper expectations. They get they're surprise good. some teams. They're very, yeah, they're very sneaky good. They're, they're gonna like be a your, sneaky uh, what's like that, little. What's that called? They're, Cinderella they're finicky, team? yeah, not finicky. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> also, if you call a team a Cinderella team in December, they always turn out really well in March. That is just a fact. <laughs> they're not a Cinderella team. They're just they're they're gonna be sneaky. They're gonna surprise you. Yeah. They're experienced. Chris Mack, the Chris Mack, Mack era has begun. They kicked the living hell out of Do- uh, Kent State. Mm-hmm. They powerhouse, played, yeah, powerhouse of the Mack. People, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they played terribly against Lipscomb, but were able to pull out a victory. And it's just stuff like that. You see this team. I love this team. I this is my favorite team in a long time. And Chris Mack is also my best friend. Yeah, no, that's gonna be definitely uh, <clears throat> a good game. The ACC tournament's gonna be incredible. That, yeah, that's I a mean, long way from now, but I mean, North Carolina beat Gonzaga this week. But yeah, but no, Gonzaga or North Carolina beat Gonzaga this weekend. That was a big game. Like, that was huge. Like and North Carolina, like I, said, I mean, North Carolina is going to sneak in or not sneak in, but I mean, they're gonna like everyone's talking about Duke. Everyone's like, oh, Zion Williams, all this, all that stuff, all the buzz, RJ Barrett, North Carolina. I think they're gonna beat like, Duke. Duke. They're gonna beat Duke. Duke is great. There's no no one is telling Duke should get that knocked Duke out. Is not Duke. good. Limps come in the, you know, Sweet 16 right, or whatever well, it is. They're going to get knocked out. No one's going to say Duke is not good. But there are just so many other teams that are so talented. Like Gonzaga, Agreed. who beat Duke. Rui Hachimura is the man. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. You like to say he's Blasian. This is true. He's Blasian. <laughs> Folks, he's Blasian. He's, he's just, his story is incredible. He's, I wish I was Blasian. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Imagine being black and Asian. He's, he's straight out of Japan. I think I read he's like the, only the fifth uh, Japanese I read college that basketball yep, player. Fifth. I read that. 
and he's he's not going to get the uh, respect he deserves mainly because he's in the West Coast Conference and up in Spokane, mm-hmm. and he's on Gonzaga. But obviously, I think Gonzaga has a reasonable amount of clout. Yeah, no, when it comes clout. to basketball these days. But right. like, at the same time, again, you're in a small like I don't even think the West Coast Conference is. Uh, well, no one says have to watch fly. that except unless you're like a degenerate gambler or they're pulling a big team on the East Coast. I don't know anyone. That doesn't fit anyone of my friends or description. But if you, some people that do that. If um, you happen to have Gonzaga minus 37 <laughs> against Portland. On you a can, Saturday night that you creeps can, into your Sunday morning. You can find it at the W.TV. <laughs> so I've read. Yeah. Off of Reddit. <laughs> no free plugs though. Uh, but you're talking about clout. My little transition here. My favorite segment. You know what's a bad transition if you point out this is a transition? <laughs> no, I think mean, that's what makes it a good transition. I should, well, I should have said, oh, that's a great transition. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks, thanks for saying it's a great transition. Uh, but my favorite segment is the pop culture segment Oh, with Cameron and Pat. <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows I'm the biggest rap guy there is, man. Um, so this weekend, oh, uh, Cardi B. Right, she's doing her concert. She's doing her thing. Little music festival action. Boom. <laughs> offset. Offset comes in. comes in. Put the pussy on offset. <laughs> Maybe- I knew you were gonna say it. I knew you were gonna say it. It's pop culture time. Pop culture time. Comes in. He's like, bro, I love you, bro. I'm so sorry, bitch. Like you, my dog. <laughs> That's pretty much what she said. He said, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. That's on bra, bra. He dropped a lot of bras. A lot was- of bras. I mean. I think it's gonna work. Not a bad move, honestly, on his part yeah. for saying "bruh." I mean, we'll see what happens. I I am literally just refreshing my feed every second, just wanting to know if they're back together or not. So that's I mean that's a pop culture segment. If you have any other pop culture events, please send us on our Twitter account, empty underscore pod. I said empty underscore pod. There is something I just favorite gotta, segment. I just gotta talk about real quick. And maybe people won't find it interesting, but I just kind of got to get it off my chest. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big NBA fan. I wasn't always, but I've grown to love it. And the Knicks have been a dumpster fire since I was a child. Okay, okay. They've just been terrible forever. Interesting. And the ES, ESPN is pushing this article, like kind of like a narrative, that James Dolan is not like ruling out selling the Knicks. Look, no one has ever said that James Dolan is going to – like wouldn't sell the Knicks. No one has ever said that. I don't understand – why it's a thing? Obviously, someone's like, "Hey, Dolan, I'll give you two point two bill for the Knicks right now." He'd probably—I'm not sure, exactly sure what the worth is, but let's just say three billion. Well, I mean, it's, it's up there. It's a big, yeah, and big they city. would just be, and he would be like, "Yeah, <clears throat> I'll take it over." But Dolan is one of the worst owners in all of sports, up there with uh, Carver from the Suns, who we got his name completely wrong last podcast. Who was that? Su- we I, said Suxton. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty common mistake. So I'm still in Carver. They're close. They're I very mean, similar. Very, very similar. But no one has ever said that Dolan wouldn't sell the Knicks. I don't understand what, why this is even a story. Mm-hmm. I hope he sells the Knicks because just when big market teams are good, it's it's more fun to watch. Right. It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, even though I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Huge market. <laughs> people, like, or the Carolina Panthers. No right. one's like jumping for joy that they're in the playoffs, except for those relatively condensed areas. Right. No, I definitely agree. It's definitely more uh, more viewers on the NBA. Yeah, and I, and I just kind of I kind of enjoy when more people are involved in sports. It makes it more fun for everyone. The bigger, bigger deal. It's bigger kinda, deal. That, was, that, that was, was serious with Pat and Cam. That was serious with Pat and Cam. And also, kind of going off that from 
being serious with Pat and Cam to also being even more serious with Pat and Cam. No, please don't. Okay. I don't, I don't like where this is going. Tonight, Tuesday, December 18th. Thank you. Looking for a date. The Boca Raton Bowl. Between UAB and oh, Northern okay, Illinois. Good. I thought you were going to take us in another direction. <laughs> See, this is very serious. I think this is going to be the best bowl game that's not like a big, you know, New Year's Six, I whatever. Think, I think this game is going to be ugly. It's going to be great, though. It's going to be really gonna be good. Gross. This is going to be that random game, like, it's like a six-overtime game. Like, oh, my God, I love college football. This is why we keep the bowls. Don't look, get this the game, playoff. Look, purely as a handicapping perspective, I don't know a whole lot about this. I've actually watched this fair amount of North, yeah, Northern Illinois. I want to give it to UAB. They're actually a pretty good team. But they won the uh, they won the Sun Belt, probably? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Horizon, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. I've watched a lot of their games. I don't know what conference they're in. Well, I mean, it's a great story, obviously, because UAB lost their program, mm-hmm. and now they're all Two years back. later. They won 10 games, right? Yeah. No, they had a great year. Great feel-good story. Uh, Northern Illinois is in the MAC, and they competed against Buffalo for the MAC championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they win? They won. They won, yeah. No, yeah, this is this is two good teams. Yeah, two this good. This is two uh, really good teams. I think it's gonna be like obviously it's not a top program by any means, but like it's gonna be, I think a pretty good football game. From what I've heard, UAB can't really score, and I know Northern Illinois can't score. Right, right. Northern Illinois has never come. So take the over. <laughs> Northern Illinois has never come mm-hmm. back from a halftime deficit. I think. Wow. Keep that in your tickler file, huh? That's a hard maybe. I don't know if that's accurate, but it sounds good. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. I'll definitely keep that one back pocket. But yeah, anyway, look I'm forward to that. I'm going UAB and under. Those are my two picks. I like, I like UAB and over. So uh, definitely take Northern Illinois and, uh, you know. <laughs> Who do you like more on that? <laughs> yeah, whichever one of that one. But anyway, with that being said, we'll kind of wrap up this, uh, this Tuesday podcast. But we also went 4-2 and two on our picks on the last podcast for the weekend. We're kind of killing the NFL last two weeks combined. Nine and three, baby. Nine and three, hitting about 75%. Um, so, yeah, definitely take our picks that we are going to be correct. That's what we That's what we do. But, but anyway, uh, we uh, we really appreciate it. Listen, this is kind of our uh, marquee episode. Again, shout out to Reggie. Um, I cannot wait for him to make it. Yeah, like we call yeah, we call be, we call our shot Pro Bowl or yeah. Hall of Famer yeah Hall of Famer that was definitely yeah we Hall of Famer he's a versatile guy I mean, we didn't get to his stats in college on the pod but he's uh, I mean he had played like quarterback receiver played quarterback and receiver running back he had like twelve touchdown passes had or twelve rush touchdowns seven touchdown passes three thousand six uh, yeah six or seven receiving passes receiving touchdowns really remarkable player versatile jack of all trades Swiss Army knife. Uh, I really hope to see him get some serious playing time next year for the Panthers. When if the Panthers are dumb and trade him or get release him, some of our teams are gonna pick him up. So I'm looking forward to his bright future. Reggie, we will be at your first game. That's my promise to you. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is, I will be there. I'll be wearing a Reggie jersey too. Depending, <laughs> I will. I'll, mm-hmm. Depending, I'll if tape you, over the Luke Kuechly jersey. Depending if Reggie. you can get us like tickets or something. You yeah, know? I mean, it's me. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. This uh, this has been running on empty. Run empty. Enjoy.
This has been a Pat and Cam production.